This is The Boys Podcast on TV Podcast Synergies, and this is our wrap-up of The Boys Season 3. Welcome back, fellow boys and girls. This is the Boys Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. And this is our wrap-up of the Boys Season 3. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. Hello there, fellow boys and girls. I am one of your other hosts, John. Really good to be back uh, to cover the wrap-up of Season 3 of the Boys. Yes, uh, Derek still can't be with us. Uh, He's not feeling the best, so... Um, he's we've he's... secretly killed him. It's a two man podcast from now on. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. it. Like, no, no more Derek. You wanted a third, you get two. He is with his own very own Buster Beaver and friends, of course. Um, but yes, uh, Derek sadly can't be with us, uh, for the podcast, and he's hoping to be uh, with us when we cover Sandman episode three Dream a Little Dream of Me, which we are covering here on TV Podcast Industries. Yes. But if you like what you hear and you liked our coverage of Season 3 of The Boys, make sure you are subscribed to each and every one of our feeds over at tvpodcastindustries.com. But also, if you want to give us feedback on any of the other shows we are covering, like She-Hulk, like Umbrella Academy, like Sandman, you can send us feedback to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Calm. Now, we are going to get into our thoughts on Season 3 of The Boys. And we do hope you are going to listen along. Because do you know what? We're also going to go through the answers to The Boys pub quiz. And we're going to pick out the draw live, in terms of when we're recording this, <laughs> on the show. And then we'll read out some feedback from you fellow boys and girls before we wrap up and move into other shows so without further ado let's get into our spoiler filled discussions obviously of season three of the boys so let's just jump into it straight up we usually cover each and every single one of our shows on the boys with the boys moment, i.e. the protagonist moment, the seven moment, antagonist moment, and some other outstanding moment that we found in that episode. So let's just jump in. John, what is your boys moment for this season? Mine's actually a girls moment. Um, it's the involvement of Starlight and Queen Maeve in, in the boys for this season. Um don't get me wrong, I would have absolutely loved to have seen more of, of Queen Maeve. Um, I just think she's a really good character. And Dominique uh, McElligot is really, really good um, as as Queen Maeve. But I really like the, the notion of her being this insider. You know, after the events of season two really turning her upside down and inside out as uh, regards to her loyalty to not only the Seven and Vought, but to to Homelander. Yeah. Um, I really liked uh, giving the intel to Billy Butcher uh, around um, Soldier Boy, you know, which is one of the 
big sort of moments that that kicks off the the mission for the boys and providing him ultimately with um v the compound v24 effectively uh, to give him temporary superpowers which again is another huge element to this uh, season given um that it, it affects both billy butcher's and huey's health and will lead them to die i mean effectively at the end of this season seeing billy butcher know that he's maybe got 12 to 18 months left and and so you know hey presto let's light up a a, a cigarette uh, in the hospital ward so you know even though i'd love to have seen her more in in this season the moments she did have were really impactful for for this season and she did join in the big battle in vault tower um yeah at the end uh that standoff with homelander and ultimately sort of being conflicted because her, her motives were absolutely we must get homelander he is the one that is the problem here mm. uh, but in the end saving the day as soldier boy is going nuclear basically uh, in order to save not only Huey, Billy Butcher, um, and everyone else up in Vort Tower, but she, as a result of that, is is it manages to get herself, you know, effectively the quiet life, um, with her girlfriend, um, as she's spirited away, and she's managed to survive that. She's no longer powered as well. Yeah. There's really a good moment as well where Colby Minifee's character sees her being taken away by the boys after she's jumped off Vort Tower with Soldier Boy and she just has that moment on the CCTV deleted. So I really enjoyed Queen Maeve in this season, but certainly uh, I'd love to have seen uh, more. You know, that that tension with Homelander in particular, which really played out in that final battle uh, and standoff scene uh, at Fort Tower. Yeah, I completely agree on the Korean May point. Like, I think we started to say it towards the end that we're like, oh, they're, they're feeling like they're wrapping up her storyline. Yeah, definitely. And we were like, oh, they're like, we didn't see, and they, they effectively took her off the board for at least three or four episodes when they locked her in away. Yeah. So, it was that I was like, this is really strange. I wonder why. So in my head, she was always going to be, she would have been still there in the next season. Yeah. As this kind of the depowered Maeve working undercover with them. So it's interesting to see that they kind of went, do you know what? No, we're, we're like, we're letting her go out to pass. She still might now very much. Well, that's she may it. be there. Like she's the the, the knowledge she becomes there that's hey it. i know what happened in the past but i'm human so i can't be there i can't do anything so it's interesting keep me out of it. yeah it's interesting i really hope they don't let her go in that sense because yeah. you know firstly you could the, the question arises is well how long will she have a, a quiet life you yeah. know given how brutal how intense she was against homelander maybe now that she's depowered homelander is well easy target or even 
his son, you know, if yeah. he's teaching him to sort of, you know, his first kill, well, here's someone who's depowered, but, you know, you could claim it as a fully powered soup. Um, but even the whole CIA angle, she could in some yeah. way, but I, I don't know whether that will happen because we, we see Congresswoman Victoria sort of gaining more power as she moves up the ladder of the political system with her Fix deal. Yeah, with her deal with Homelander and yep. becoming the vice president. So, yeah, I mean, I think in that sense, there's certainly ways her character can be included in, in a really meaningful um, or long-term way. But you just don't know, I guess. No, 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 exactly. I think there, there's opportunities, 100%, but I just don't know if they will. Yeah. Um, because I think they want to move on to the next round with new... new, new it sounds terrible. New blood? Yeah. Um, um, just to kind of, cause you're on the going into season four of this. But I completely agree. I, th- I think like her storyline across this was fantastic. Yeah. And to, to Starlight, um, ultimately she becomes one of the boys. She is included in the group, which I really enjoyed. And given sort of just the ups and downs in her relationship with Huey, you know, she came to the rescue, um, for Huey when he was kind of caught telling lies to Congressman Victoria and she was kind of getting suspicious and wondering after he'd witnessed her uh, kill uh, another soup there and realized she was the head exploding soup. Um, so, you know, she came to the his rescue there giving him that alibi. But at the same time then, with Huey's absolute... Um, commitment to Billy Butcher ultimately in terms of him getting that feel from Billy Butcher because there's the whole storyline around Billy Butcher and and his younger brother who takes his own life and and Billy's you know seeing that um, you know similarities there with Huey Huey probably seeing him you know uh, as as a tortoise, you know, hard on the outside, uh, soft on the inside. So that was, a, you know, that's a strong relationship that Starlight's having to sort of work, and it, and it, it fails. You know, she she kind of gives up to some extent. She's she's against the, the actions that he's doing. That this sole focus on getting. Um, homelander and taking out other people and taking the the v24 when she realizes effectively it affects the brain Mm. and and will lead to death uh you know she's she's constantly she loves huey she's looking out for him you can see that but there's so many ups and downs of their relationship in, in in this season and i just thought that was really nicely played and then the other side of it is just her social media influence. I love that she combats Homelander effectively with her popularity, yes. not her super power. It's it, it's a really good metaphor of, I think, just what is happening in the world today, whether it's around celebrity or even the the, the politics of celebrity for politicians and, and how you know they can undermine sort of old traditions or institutions or dare I say even democracy by effectively spouting 
um, stuff on social media. Here, it's to illuminate what's actually happening in Vought. You know, yeah. she actually. She actually captures Homelander with uh, one of his threats to her uh, and effectively keeps him, this hugely powerful soup, off her back through the 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 threat of what she can do on social media and that being hugely important to Homelander. Uh, so I really enjoyed that kind of thread with her as well. Yeah. Um, for me, um, Annie is one of the strongest standouts for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, in her pushback, in her like her overall arc, and how how she does go from X to Y to Z, and the kind of the growth of her, who she is, and what she's willing to do. Yeah. Um, and even that one flashback where we see her as a child star, kind of yeah, kind of the the the, the the pageant kid, if you I suppose, in the world of Vought, yeah, uh, in this universe, and she see her kind of squeezing her palm until her knee bleeds, yeah, and that uh, motif carried over to her as an adult, then, yes, and um, free effectively of the controlling influence of her mom or the you know the sort of the um, oppression's not the right word, but just the sort of overbearing nature of her mother, exactly. uh, being sort of sort of translated. X number of years down the line in her professional life as one of the seven from Vault. Yeah. Um, yeah, really good. No, yeah, it just felt fantastic. Yeah. Chris, what about your boys' protagonist moment? Well, since you went with the girls, I'm going to go with the boys. No, I'm going to go with <laughs> the boy, I should say. Ying I'm going to talk yang. about the, the, the rise, the fall, and the rise of Huey. We start off with Huey being kind of essentially his own man which is great like yeah. we saw him leave the boys in the last season to become and what do what he felt was making a difference via a with Vic um Victoria Newman who we knew was bad but he didn't and kind of working with the boys being their handler kind of keeping everything above the line making it all above the board and it was it was good it looked like Everything was working for everyone. And then it all starts to go downhill, which is the nature of this show. Uh, Everything goes to hell in a handbasket. And usually they, to a degree, fix it, but not very much. And it's still like seven layers of hell worse than it was. Um, So seeing this, well, first we see that Huey finds out about Vic Newman. He then, you see it get further and further. Then you start to see the disintegration to a degree of the relationship with uh, Starlight, yeah, and like that 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 relationship that they had is tested in such a way that you really like she took him back, but I think like he, he's there's potentially a lot to learn there for him, and then you adding on top of that the v twenty four elements, the lying, the addiction, yeah, and that continued to sit like that continued um kind of descent in the end and the one aspect i didn't fully connect with is across a lot of the shows we talk about like they the empathy you're supposed to have with these characters who are why they're doing it based on how they write it and how they provide a lot of that 
you don't fully always get the sense of why Huey is being the way he is. I like it's not till very late that they kind of start to connect that there's if you it's a blink and you'll miss it. But when they were looking at the V twenty four, when Starlight looks at that V twenty four, in the notes on the kind of page, it does talk about um, addictive, yeah, addictive traits, um, um, and then changes to brain chemistry, etc., etc. They don't actively call out like he's getting addicted to morphine and going to be like he's getting addicted to smack or meth kind of level stuff. And he's going to become like an absolute D. Yeah. Um, and and, so, and I mean, it's also as well, you know, part of the reason why he at least, you know, takes the first vial is, you know, he has that conversation with Starlight about he wants to protect her. He yeah. always feels she's protecting him. There's that, it, it, it's that, uh, you know, he feels emasculated. There's the underlying notion of toxic masculinity that, you know, somehow you can't be beaten by um, a woman or you can't learn from a woman or, you know, it, it yeah. all of that. Even though, you know, I would argue Huey's not, certainly not expressively open about that. It, it's the internal bias living in that world that, you know, he can't accept that Starlight can protect him in a way that effectively what his career requires because yeah. he's going up against superheroes as uh, as a non-super so yeah. like he's in considerable danger yeah. and he's not had the army training uh the you know the espionage training of billy butcher or frenchie or mother's milk so like all of this is like hardly surprising but he, no. he just brings it back to the the his own bias um yeah. and his own feeling you know in that sense so i thought that was kind of really interesting i i look and i i loved how they ended up doing it because you do and i i talked about it in my very beginning i'm like the rise question mark of huey because at the end of this you do see him take that first step to empower starlight to do the right thing let her do the saving um and empower sounds terrible because he actually does power her up with all the 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 actual lights um but for me it was that kind of really interesting thing where he's he's lost a lot of goodwill yeah so what they do with his character in season four is going to be some of the most interesting aspects because he he was always wee Huey. He yeah. was the because again Jack Quaid pulls off the character amazingly. He really does. Um, like, he embodies that character for me now. Yeah. Um, the expressions from him are just so yeah. so so sort of accurate, but they're also just fun. The the you know there's a real exaggeration to them in some ways, and like the, there's a real funny moment between him and Starlight where he uses his temporary powers to zip her away from trouble. I think it's in Hero Gasm where ultimately they come out by a car where they're both naked because yeah. his superpower to when he teleports and um, effectively puts him into uh, you know once he's transported he's also lost all of his clothes and the two of them are there having an argument effectively but naked so uh, really just 
yeah, it's such a good character. Really, yeah. just very subtle humor as well, just in uh, Jack Quaid's expressions or how he reacts to certain yeah. things. Really good. Yeah, no, and that's kind of really the, the the main piece of it for me, which is it really was the rise, starting with the the, the his character at his pinnacle, potentially getting this quite dramatic drop over the course of the season and then bringing him back up to at least we're empathetic and like happy with him and yeah. hopefully see and that's where it goes like where does it go for the, the rest of the boys as of this dem- democratic kind of organism going forward yeah, exactly but i think that's our boys yeah moment so let's move to our seven moments the antagonistic um, I've talked a lot, so let's you 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 jump in next. <laughs> uh, mine's um, mine's Black Noir's story, and um, just yes. I think just the whole story of of Nicaragua, where he's out with um, Payback, uh, the, the 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 team of Soldier Boy, but the fear of Soldier Boy, which we don't see when we get that flashback to Nicaragua, but is animated for us by Buster Beaver and Black Noir's other animated friends, which was really great getting that backstory because we'd seen in Diabolical, you know, Black Noir helping out Homelander as a fresh recruit in the Seven, effectively, you know, his most loyal um companion within the seven and yet what we see here is that the previous version of homelander soldier boy absolutely drove fear and violence into the whole of payback and they effectively are in cahoots with with vort um to sell him uh to give him to the communists to take him out of action because there is a better version of him, more streamlined, more powerful, so to speak, um, in the form of test tube, embryonic formed Homelander. And, and I just thought this whole sort of the flashback in Nicaragua, getting that explanation in animated form, seeing Black Noir a bit like with Snow White from Disney surrounded by the animated animals. Uh, really good. And ultimately, even at his death, at the hands of Homelander, the that Buster Beaver and friends are all there to sort of help him on his merry way up to the bright light in the sky, you know? And I, I think the other side of that, then, is just that relationship with Homelander in yeah. that... You know, Black Noir was so afraid of Soldier Boy, knowing that he was coming to Vault Tower, he effectively takes out his chip. You get that great scene where he's knifing it out of his wrist in front of one of the employees uh, and and flees to his safe space where he calls for his animated friends, but ultimately comes back after they've reminded him of why he did it and was involved in the first place in getting rid of Soldier Boy, that, that he had to keep Soldier Boy down. And so he comes back to Homelander, but Homelander kills him knowing that Black Noir always knew that Soldier Boy was Homelander's father, which was this huge element here. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's more as well... 
the effects of that with Homelander were he's giving out to a train the deep um because even though he's just killed black noir he was a better soup a better member of the seven more loyal despite his betrayal compared to anyone else yeah. on there you know he's lost queen mave he's lost starlight in this moment he realizes he he's lost the deep and a train because they're just not on his page and he's quite clear he would have no hesitation of killing them given he's literally just killed the best of them except him of course um you know in in that moment of, of betrayal so i thought that you know that was hugely um just fantastic i have to say I would have loved to have seen under the bonnet, so to speak, or behind the mask of of, um, of Black Noir after his death. But we we don't we don't see him. We don't see his face. We don't see how beat up he he was following Nicaragua, even though we saw how that happened in animated form, where he's you know reaching out for a bit of his brain that's been knocked off by. Uh, soldier boy but they kept that a mystery i thought that was kind of an interesting you know uh choice to keep that mystery going uh but i have to say i, w- I kind of would have loved to have seen behind the mask it, yeah, i guess it's the like batman joker thing it's like who is that person yeah. you know really would i i loved the the black noir storyline um more just because it diverts from and diverges from the comic books yeah um, so it was something I wasn't expecting. I kept thinking they would bring it back to what happens in the comic books. And I was like, oh, okay, how are you going to do this? I really don't get it. Like, where are you going to introduce X or Y? Um, and the fact that they did so well, like they made it their own story for the TV show. Eric Kripke is fantastic on this. So overall, I just thought it was fantastic. And One of the things they said when they had launched Diabolical earlier in the year, the animated show, that there was one tie-in, which was the Homelander Black Noir episode. And I can see where that ties in. I now, looking back, like it was just their first mission together and how they worked together and things like that, what the the secrets they they kept. Um, So... The storyline of Black Noir felt even better because we knew his white, like his quote unquote portrayal of Homelander was so interesting and so hurtful for Homelander. Yeah. Um, definitely. But the icing on the cake for this storyline for me was the, the Buster Bob's kind of animated animal woodland creatures straight out of disney like it just made no sense to me and i was watching it i remember watching it going what the like they really are taking it left of field yeah but it worked so well when you understood that half his brain was missing and like it's how he interpreted the world and what i really would have just the one touch i think that would have just put the cherry there for me on this beautiful sunday of the story would have just been a couple of flashbacks or scenes earlier in the seasons where black noir was there yeah and just having his perspective of a couple of the the like 
like literally you could just take scenes from season one and two where Black Noir is there and you just add in some animated characters floating around and it just would have been perfect. Like it would have just been that extra kind of beautiful sauce. But overall, I have to agree, completely agree that Black Noir storyline was great. Yeah. I've also as well got a special mention uh, as well for the antagonist moment. And, Go on. and that is... Um, you know, this is not um, this is not 007, but this is Octosuki, and um, yes. this is the deep and the octopus Ambrosia. Um, I think there was yes. Timothy, the the octopus Timothy earlier, who um, got eaten by yep. the deep. But this storyline of the deep effectively losing interest in Cassandra. I mean, we've seen him with dolphins and blowholes. You know, the, all this kind of stuff. But uh, having uh, Ambrosia, the octopus, sort of uh, pleasuring the deep, um, and you know, just menage, the, uh, sushi. A, exactly, and the the breakup with his actual wife Cassandra, um, and I, it, it it's to the deeps sort of characteristic which is it is all about him and the delusion that he has when cassandra is leaving him to to think that somehow he had managed to uh, re reinvigorate his reputation because of himself and not because of cassandra and that everything's going to be all right without her you know we see him in the secure as head of security effectively firing everyone that can operate the machines uh to save money uh so i really kind of loved just how far they took this uh, with the deep and Ambrosia, the octopus. So it's just a special mention for that as well. Well played. That's a fairly good one too. Um, I'm going to jump in with my one, and that really is just come on. We have to do it. It's Homelander. <laughs> yeah. It's it's an obvious thing. As the antagonist of the show, we left with him. Marking his territory in the last season, um, over the, 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 the city of New York and him just kind of mine, mine, mine. Um, this <laughs> season was just this beautiful and Anthony Starr plays it so well, but this just yeah. be- beautiful descent into madness for a character who, and it's not like derangement. It's not a character. He's just becoming a character who gives no Fs. Yeah. Like, he really, it's essentially that line he talks to about Starlight was like, release the tape. The only thing that keeps me in check right now is that they love me. Yeah. And do you know what's even better? Them fearing me. Yeah. Or equal. And like, in that moment on that, that episode, you do feel that he will happily go on a killing spree and destroy New York, destroy this other this other city, destroy this, this and this, and be feared and be happy about it. But he because he can't be loved anymore. So what you end up is this beautiful, just consistent um breakdown yeah. of him just being crazy. Like and I like again not I said it's it's more. I I, I want to say it's like this almost like old school descent into madness from the an old kind of 
book in the like the you could see it with Psycho or something very kind of Hitchcockian, and because he ends up talking to himself in the mirror, much like in Psycho, talking to his exactly. dead mother. Um, so for me, it just got better and better, and then the final scene where the guy throws the milkshake at Ryan. Yeah. And he kills him and he's cheered for it. And we talked about before how they have made fun of in the last one was the rise of Nazism and in around the world or kind of far right ideology around the world. And this year's was a step beyond that about the, 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 um, ideology of these types of personalities around the world who embody these crazy beliefs and people loving them for it. Yeah. Kripke and the other writers really took it such a well-deserved step forward. And it wasn't, it wasn't being like being Monty Python as slapped with a fish in the story. It was still delivered in such a perfect way. Like, you got these impactful moments. Yeah. But ending, like, you could tell what they were talking about. It just wasn't slapped in your face. It was well, well, that's shown it. to you. That's it. I mean, it, 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 I think they absolutely got it to a T. I mean, firstly, completely agree with you. Anthony Starr is amazing in this role. And I mean, yeah. you know, he is, he does psycho and violence and threat really really good and yet the flip side of this that we saw in this season is that deep 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 insecurity about who he is where he's come from and about being cared for being loved and and, you know father issues effectively you know for want of a better word and that in in that moment it's like it's like what mentioned with Starlight. This, you know, he's cared for, and he is adored by all these followers that he's pulled along with when he was with Stormfront, and that image being potentially destroyed um, through Starlight and and showing. Uh, what he's really like, at least to his non-Stormfront um, followers. Yeah and adoring fans is a threat to him like because that's what he craves he he craves that attention that adoration and i think it's it's coupled with what we see earlier in the the season where you know we see what he's asking Stormfront, who's lying in a hospital bed, what he's still asking her to do, which is effectively hand jobs um, with her only good hand left. And yet at the same time, he's having to go on TV and effectively um, pull her down uh, because of the views that she held. And then, you know, do the Avengers like blockbuster where again, he's taking down uh, the, 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 the Stormfront character from from that that story. So it all plays into him feeling small and manipulated all of a sudden by Vought. And this all just, all these different elements just explode out, as you say, where it's like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to be my truth on yeah. TV. I'm going to 
effectively kill an innocent bystander in front of everyone and then he gets cheered for it which is the worst thing about it because that's just encouragement that is that that you know that is fanning the flames really of of homelander and of course the the great creepy little side of it is the little smirk from his son ryan as well in terms of what he's effectively learning or about to learn from from his dad so it's just so so good i love this character of homelander i think and he's played so so well by anthony star i mean in in some ways i'm a little bit gushing about it um you know because i just think as a an actor he's got such a great role because i mean even just with the the big final battle with soldier boy you know he's you imagine you know how would it have gone if soldier boy had accepted him as his son and hadn't admonished him you you see then you know his care is for ryan in that dangerous moment but then he's just such a bad father when he has Mm. no pressure on him to be a, a good role model you know and you know he 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 melon crushes someone's head effectively with his laser eyes um when you know possibly he shouldn't have done that in front of ryan so like just a great role and yeah that craziness that sets in through this season is just so good to see i'll 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 close kind of my thoughts on anthony Starr and homelander with this if you get the chance, go out onto Google and put Anthony Starr, Logan slash Wolverine. And the mock-ups of oh, people have done of him as Wolverine in the MCU. And I, he's, he's a bit tall for it, but like, that's fine. He Jackman was tall yeah, as well. Exactly. Like, I think just the, the, oh, like I could see the ferociousness yeah. of how he could get that across, going from absolute feral berserker mode back to just bub, like that dark growly. It would be absolutely fantastic. Um, but I just want to see where it goes now next season, where, like, I know where the storyline for Homelander goes in the comic books, but we are no longer in, we're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, Toto, like we're on, we're we're on to a new, into a new wicked world of Oz. So I want to see where this wicked witch of the, the West and her daughter, go, or in this case, her son, his son, um, Homelander two, Homier, yeah, the homeboy. There we are. I still like that. But I think that's all we have on our antagonist moments. Should we move into our? Other moments for this. Yes, our outstanding moment. Chris, what's your outstanding moment? I have a quick one. It was the dance number. Uh, uh, again, yeah. we didn't really have to talk much about Frenchie and female. Um, or like they, they, The rest of the boys had a fantastic season as well. They all had key moments. And I connected with uh, MM's kind of storyline amazingly. I have always rooted for Frenchie and the female getting together, Kimiko, like both of them getting the moment beyond the boys being better for each other outside of this point. So seeing them 
get close to this, sharing the kiss. Yeah. And then getting this fantastic out of left field dance number. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm happy. Like, this was everything I wanted to be because it wasn't a phoned in one. It was a proper choreographed, like, number with kind of, like, backup dancers and changes of sets and over the top. Like, like, it was just, it was the, the, everything I wanted it to be. So uh, it was just, yeah, it's the one bit I wanted. Definitely. And I think you're right, you know. I mean, in in some respects, Frenchie and um, the female also had a bit of a backseat in this to some extent, you know. Um, but their relationship was was really topsy turvy. But it was to do with about the t- both of them understanding one another, and I think in particular with the female or Kimiko, um, you know, having been depowered, wanting the the full v compound to yeah. to be injected because that's her choice and and frenchy ultimately um seeing what she meant with that so the real intimacy about you know their just understanding uh of, of one another so it was really good yeah it's a shame that the ended where it is yeah because i did think the two of them being a romantic couple would have been more fun than the family, but potentially it's like it's this kind of will they want this continuous will they won't they because yeah. you don't get that with any other characters, so you get this with Frenchie and the female definitely. Um, but overall, absolutely, just that this moment was the and actually a lot of the musical moments. So like the the soldier boy singing uh, yeah. that kind of uh, Blondie song. Um, it was just all of them were just well done. Exactly. Um, but yeah. What about yourself? What was your uh, other outstanding moment for this? Mine's mine's another quick one. Possibly some people may argue it's too quick. Um, Ooh. but it is the orgy that happens but once a year, which is Herogasm, and yeah. and ultimately the 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 creators here, um had the audacity to put that on screen and i guess there's two fronts here the audacity to put on screen what they did for non-comic uh aficionados of the boys because it 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 was different from um effectively the 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 run of comics that was herogasm yeah and so the you know there, there was uh a choice made there and you know depending on what side of the fence you sit um you you're gonna go yeah it's tv i get it i enjoy it loved it um or you'll go you'll just rue the fact that maybe they didn't um spend more time with that that kind of arc from the comics so but i but then it's the audacity i mean you know the boys is is violent it can be disturbing it can be graphic i mean we've talked about octosuki uh in the previous point it's it's the audacity of going all out on that particular um on herogasm and i thought it was fantastic to see i mean just having literally the balls to show mother's milk being covered in men's milk and we got love sausage back. We got the termite effectively um, getting squished there as well. Plus the 
opening uh, of of season three in episode one with Termite as well, where um, we we see him going inside to to pleasure uh, his boyfriend. So, like, I just really thought Herogasm was, you know, if you're going to go the, you know, it's all chips in, and yeah. I'm glad they did that. You know, they didn't shy away from the fact that, um, you know, orgies happen, I guess, in the real world. So why not have the soups who feel so powerful and can do anything? You know, this is this is what they do. It's kind of like, you know, the fall of ancient Rome almost um, in terms of what was going on. So, But who was Caligula? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Um, so I thought this was really good. And, of course... In amongst, and I think this is what the boys did well, in amongst all of this, you know, you have the storyline of Soldier Boy coming to sort of pay back um, on former members of of Payback. And I really kind of, it it moved it along. It it showed the tensions between Billy Butcher and Mother's Milk in terms of uh, what they were doing, you know, both are there for different reasons. You have Starlight Mother's Milk rescuing people after Soldier Boy again has gone nuclear. And um, you have the first sort of fight between Homelander and Soldier Boy with Billy Butcher and Huey in tow happening there as well. But ultimately, it, it, it drove the relationships and story on and uh, um, in amongst all this crazy herogasm. So... I thought it was really, really good. I enjoyed Herogasm. I know there's a, a there's a contingent on the internet that didn't, but to be fair, there's a contingent on the internet for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, like a lot of people don't like a lot of things. But for me, I enjoyed the original storyline Herogasm and I enjoyed this because this is the thing the boys the T V show does well. They're over the top, but they're never in my opinion, over the top for the sake of being completely over the top. The violence and gore is there because of what the show is. But the storylines and the pieces they put in are always there. Like, Love Sausage introduction was there for a reason. (laughs) It was a gag in in the hospital. But they brought him back. Like, Like, the termite in the beginning was there for later as well. Because then you got the the two bits, uh, and they also wanted an Ant Man joke, like literally answering the what would happen if you did the Thanos moment. Yeah, but all of that is there for a reason. And so Definitely. for me, Hero Gasm was perfectly blended into the overall storyline. Yeah, um, and well, with that comment, I think that's the end. So any notes? Uh, that you want to discuss, or should we move into our overall thoughts of season three? I think I'm happy to go into overall thoughts on season three. Well, then take it away, Mr. Harrison. What do you think? What are your overall thoughts on season three of The Boys? I loved this season of The Boys. I'd give it five busted beavers out of five. Uh, I just think, you know, there is so much in this. Um, Like, if Derek was on the podcast, you know, we would have gotten other points as well because there's so much to pull out. You know, in in a sense, we haven't even covered Soldier Boy. Yeah. Uh, And... He Jensen was, Eccles was amazing. Yeah. Like, one of the... Some, one, another one of the best parts. Exactly. It was so good. 
it, it, it is one of those rare beauties that is not at all going to be liked by everyone, but it combines really good storytelling uh, with just craziness um, and things that, you know, people would expect not to happen on TV for some reason because, you know, they don't necessarily see this in, in the real world. But, you know, there's violence in the real world. There is, I guess, orgies in the real world. There is all this stuff that is heightened, absolutely, and it affects people. And so that's like, but it retains a wicked sense of humor and it it pushes things to the extreme to the the edge of the comfort zone if not beyond and i absolutely love them uh for for this and that's why i just absolutely so many things on season three too many really actually for me to sort of bring up on on a roundup um i've covered um, a number of them uh, there in, in our moments. Uh, so for me, it's five busted beavers out of five. Chris, what are your overall thoughts for season three of The Boys? I am right there with you. There was so much that we couldn't even cover. Jensen Eckel, my God, I really yeah. wish he was back, but he won't be. Um, like, there's a spin-off of Teenage Kicks coming out, coming as well, which puts a, a a young superhero moment in there. But like this universe, I enjoy like what they're building with this show. I enjoy what they talk about of the undercurrents, the politics, the 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 discussion about society. I absolutely love the choices they decide of what themes and storylines yeah. and bits to take from the comic books and adapt. I'm absolutely enamored with because enough is there that I feel comfortable. I'm like, yeah, I know these. This is like a superhero show. Yeah, I, I, like we're three seasons in. I know what we're happening. But they play with those expectations and they play with the conceits that you have yes. for overall storylines. Definitely. Like what is going to happen, where things should be and what should happen. Um, and at the end, the terror... I have what is going to happen in season four. Terror, but in a good way. You know, you know, those kind of when you get a, you're ready to jump off a cliff into the sea. Yeah. That type of like, I'm fearful. I may die, but I'm going to enjoy the way down because it's going to be into the, like, <laughs> it's, I'm going to splash. I'll be absolutely fine, but it's a bit of fear, Jen. Yeah. Anyway, it's a fight or flight response as to what I have going into season four. So absolutely, this is some of the best TV out there. Up there with, for me, this show as a whole is up there with, like, Lovecraft Country. Yeah. With the Watchmen, that singular limited show series. It's like, really and, clever. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it absolutely is a, a critique, a, an observation on our society as it is now with the extremes of humor, violence, um, and so on, uh, associated with what happens in, in the episodes. And, but it, it, it is, you know, it's a, it's a mirror being held up to the, the power of, uh, corporate giants or the power of 
sort of um of social media the lack of critical sort of thought about why these people are doing what they're doing what influence they hold you know it it really is and it's done in in extreme ways humorous ways very sexual ways um very violent ways very despicable ways you know and at the core of it are these two men in, in Billy Butcher and Homelander you know separated by huge differences but also you know in a sense are two guys that have something missing from their lives yeah you know so it's it, it's really it's a really clever show um for sure excellent and i completely agree but you know what i need i need a drink yes I my think throat is all... killing me and there's only one place we can do that uh well multiple places but for this podcast there is only one place yes we are going to the pub for the boys pub quiz finale yes speaking of clever writing clever shows let's find out who our clever fellow quizzes and boys and girls are uh, from the boys pub quiz a big thank you to everyone that uh, sent in their answers to the questions on each episode uh, for this third season of the boys really appreciated we have eight people who have answered all of the questions from this season correctly, and we'll go into our e-tombola that is uh, Google. And they are Pete DeMalatis, John Ganahl, Dr. Bob Phillips, Jamie Lawson, Victor Von Doom, Joss Hassenfuss, Will Walton and Lisa Lockridge. So congratulations to uh, you all. But let us run through the answers to our eight questions. Chris, take it from the top. Sure. Question one from episode one. What gift does Billy Butcher bring to Homelander's son, Ryan? The answer is Connect 4. Yes. I haven't played Connect 4 in ages. Um, But I think, yeah... Would I? Just might have to now. Oh, yeah, I might just have to. Yeah. yeah, it is Connect Four. On to question two. What book is Stan Edgar reading to Newman's daughter? It is Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Yes. We've all had one of those days. We certainly have. <laughs> Episode three. The question is: In the camp in Nicaragua, what song is being covered on the radio? This song is also featured in Moonlight. The answer is: Wake me up before you go go. <laughs> yes, wham! Excellent stuff. On to glorious five-year purpose. Or oh, question four from episode four. What's missing from the coffee that Stan Edgar brings to Victoria Newman? They were out of oat milk. There you go. Mm, she's a she's lactose intolerant, apparently. Yes, she's a non-dairy yep. milk person. Excellent. There we are. Interesting. Episode five, question five. What musical are Kimiko and Frenchie watching in the hospital? The answer is Girl Crazy. Yes. Girl Crazy. Gosh. I, I quite like that. Boy crazy. Yeah, boy yeah. crazy. Homelander crazy. 
everyone. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> uh, question six. Yes, this one was uh, a little bit different in that it was also a joke. Uh, why did the picture go to jail, Chris? The answer is because it was framed. Yes, I am absolutely laughing from that. My sides have just split in a in a boy's way. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, episode seven, question seven. What animal is Black Noir in the animated play that his friends put on for him? Oh, he's one and only a sheep. Yes. And finally, fellow quizzes and boys and girls, question eight. What movie did the Soldier Boy story film lose out to for the Best Picture Award at the 1951 Oscars? It is An American in Paris. Yes. So they are the eight questions, eight answers for you. And now let us get into our draw for our fellow quizzes. Chris, would you like to ask our e-randomizer to pick out a number from one to eight, please? Sure. Hey, Google, randomly pick a number between one and eight. Two. The answer is two. Two. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for everyone. The winner is John Ganahl. Thank you so much to everyone for entering and congratulations. John, your prizes are two of the boys' Funko Pops. So we'll reach out to you with some options to which your choices are. But thank you for everyone for entering our pub quiz and thank you to everyone for playing along. It's always fun to have our fellow boys and girls as part of our pub quiz contestants. Yes, it's really good to get your your answers in. We also love feedback from our fellow boys and girls as well. And so with our season three wrap-up, here are some of the comments, thoughts, theories on season three. First up for this feedback session, we have an email in from James Uren on season three. He says... Hi team, I have not quite been able to keep up with the weekly podcasts this season, but wanted to drop a quick note after the finale to say how fantastic this season was. I don't know how, but the boys just gets better and better with each season. A few personal highlights from this series were, of course, any moment Homelander was on screen, surely one of the best superhero performances of all time. The black noir anime scenes, Huey and Monsieur Charcuterie getting their superpowers, and Frenchie and Kamiko's sweet side story. I also need to highlight A-Train and The Deep, with both actors fully committing to their ludicrously outrageous storylines. I don't think I can ever look at an octopus the same way again. Well, that is true, uh, James. Uh, I'm never going to order calamari uh, again. You never know where it's been. Um, James continues, Soldier Boy was a great addition, bringing plenty of humor and real threat to all of his scenes. And I hope he will be back. But my real MVPs this season were Mother's Milk, who to me gave the most believable performance with all of his personal pains. And surprisingly, Ashley who I will be honest, I was not a huge fan of going back to Jessica Jones days, but really changed my opinion about her this season. 
Switching seamlessly between being a mega confident CEO at some moment to tiptoeing around Homelander the next. Well, I'm exactly, and I'm not surprised she was tiptoeing around Homelander when he was butt naked on the sofa, uh, <laughs> sort of looking disapprovingly at the coverage he was getting uh, on mainstream news. Um, but James finishes off with, and of course, Herogasm. Just a shame Frenchie missed it. If they manage to top this in season four, I honestly don't know how I will deal with it. Jimbo. Thanks so much, James. Completely agree. I think such a really good season of The Boys. Uh, And just, as you say, so many different highlights here. And uh, yeah, again, another one of those um, characters that I think we really could have you know, chosen uh, in in Ashley, you know, just again, being kowtowed to being this confident CEO to suddenly, um, you know, being a confident CEO, but towing the vault line again, really stamping a foot down on A-Train in terms of him getting um, the the heart of the guy that he killed. Um, so just really, really good. Yeah, so thanks so much, James. Yeah, thank you so much, James. And I'm right there with you on all of that. I have no idea what they're going to do for season four, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not sure how I will deal with because they will top this. They, they, they have a good track record and they, they, they only, but time will tell in the future. That's all of our wrap-up feedback for Season 3. So thanks again, James, uh, for sending in those those seasonal thoughts uh, from yourself. Really good to get uh, your views. And yeah, uh, again, really on point with, with our own views, I think, uh, for sure. Yep. Thank you so much to James for his feedback on this episode and for everyone who gave us feedback throughout the season. We really appreciate it. All the boys and girls sending in your thoughts so we can share them with the world. Beyond that, we also really appreciate all our Patreons because this episode of TV Podcast Interviews is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon.com, including Steve Brown. Thank you so much, Steve. Yes, thank you so much, Steve. If you want to support us like Steve, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industries. For any monthly amount, you can support us there. Or if you'd like to support us with a one-off donation, you can pop on over to buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI, where you can literally buy us a coffee. It's an amazing little service. Thank you so much to everyone. If you don't have any cash to throw our way, don't worry. We don't hold it against you. You can support us by subscribing to the podcast on each and every channel, leaving us a review because giving us a five stars really helps with the discoverability and getting other people across as we start new shows and new things. But also, you can share it with your friends because sharing the podcast is what, John? It is, of course, fellow boys and girls, sharing the love. And we appreciate... And we appreciate any support that you can give us any which way you can. Uh, It really is uh, very much well received. So thank you so much, fellow boys and girls. If you've been following along with the boys, thank you so much. We've also been covering a host of other shows. We just finished our coverage of Miss Marvel, so you can listen to our wrap-up there. Uh, And we also did our slushy bar quiz. If you've enjoyed 
the season of Umbrella Academy. We're close to our penultimate episode and our final there and our wrap-ups. So make sure you're checking us out if you wanted to see our thoughts for season three of Umbrella Academy. We are also doing the one and only Neil Gaiman, The Sandman on Netflix. We're covering that there. So why not pop on over and listen to our Sandman podcast while we do all those other things, we are gearing up for the introduction of the latest attorney in law, She-Hulk, which yes. drops later this month in August on Disney+. Plus. Yes, there is lots of stuff going on on TV podcast industries. Thank you so much for joining us for our season three coverage of The Boys. It has been a ride Yes, thank you so much. So make sure you're subscribed over at tvpodcastindustries.com to never miss any of our coverage. And if you've not, don't worry, we'll see you back here for season four of The Boys in the future. Yes, thank you so much, fellow boys and girls, for joining us for season three. It is, as always, a pleasure discussing all things The Boys uh, with you. Remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep sausaging. Bye. Bye.